Welcome to Blind Spots, a podcast where we're helping you fill the gap between what you want to do with your money and what you actually do. We are professional investors, writers, and financial planners helping you navigate the complexities of finance to optimize what you can control and cut out the rest. Join your host, Nick Shermans and Aaron Varghese, as we discuss the questions and nuances surrounding everyday money management. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Blind Spots. We are going to be discussing a topic that is not new, but we think needs a little bit more attention because we know that people need to hear things several times before it sticks. So we are going to be talking all about doom scrolling. So I'll give you some background and how this came about. So Nick was on Twitter and found a tweet by someone named Michael Fink and shared it with the team. So I'll read it first and then Nick can give some more context. So Michael says, there seems to be an epidemic of men watching hate news all day long in retirement, according to social media groups of retirees. Men seem to be at risk of addictive antisocial behaviors, making everyone, including themselves, miserable. So what (laughs) sparked your interest about this tweet? So it wasn't so much the, the hate news, it's more financial news. Mm-hmm. And this has always been a thing. So I was just sharing with Aaron offline that my grandfather and my dad, and my grandfather is no longer with us, but when he was alive, he would come to our house often, was very close with him, but he would beeline it to the kitchen TV. First thing he would do, turn on CNN. You could set your watch to it. He would turn on CNN hover over it for 10 minutes and then kind of talk to people and then go back to CNN. My dad's the same way. So we just had a, had a little gathering at my house and I was watching a basketball game. It was on in the background and he, he grabs the remote and turns it on CNN. I'm like, look, man, you can do that at your house. Don't do that at my house. My kid, I don't want my kids watching the latest mass shooting update or whatever. Yeah. But there seems to be a pattern and it might look different given now that we're in the digital age. But COVID left a vacuum from a social standpoint, right? We couldn't go and talk to our neighbors. We couldn't go and get on an airplane. We couldn't go and see our loved ones. So what filled the vacuum was social media, was news cycle, was what the stock market was doing. And I think once you get sucked into that, it's a really hard habit to break. And we're going to talk about some of the unintended consequences of doom scrolling. Now, doom scrolling might cause you to pause and say, well, what the hell is doom scrolling? So Aaron, can you tell us what your version of doom scrolling is? Sure. And I want to qualify it because you had mentioned CNN. This isn't a left or a right thing. It could be, it could be anything. Yeah. So doom scrolling, I would say is getting kind of sucked in. You called it a vacuum. I think that's a good visual. Just getting sucked into the endless amounts of information that is available to us and kind of going down a rabbit hole of any subject and you know we work with clients a lot of this is relevant in the financial space but i mean you can get sucked into just about anything on the internet yeah but let's let's be perfectly clear here no one's getting sucked into sunshine and rainbows people love a good sure. <laughs> so we're yeah that's true by pessimism mm-hmm. right I've, I've wrote about this a lot like if you if you have new neighbors that move in across the street and I tell you, and, and your friend asks you about the new neighbors, and I say, oh, they're a great couple. They're going to be married for 30 years, nothing to see here. You know, your, your friend would shrug and be like, okay, that's boring. 
Yeah. But but if I leaned in and whispered and said, hey, the guy's cheating on his wife with the other neighbor, she's cheating on him with the mailman, then your friend might lean in and pause and want to hear more. So that's a human tendency. We love pessimism. We love mm -hmm. a good train wreck. It's the, the car accident that you can't stop looking at. Rubbernecking. Right. And the same is true with the news and the financial news. And there's nothing wrong with staying informed and being tuned into what the markets are doing. That's great. Mm -hmm. But most of us cling to, a, cling to an identity, a disposition. We're, we're either naturally optimistic or pessimistic. And if you have that inclination, more often than not, you're going to seek out opinions that solidify your opinions, that solidify your views mm -hmm. rather than challenge them, which can be dangerous. It could start to seep in your life, the way you talk, the way you invest. And that is a slippery slope. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And what bias is that called? Confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. So confirmation bias is those that seek out viewpoints that confirm rather than challenge their outlook. Mm -hmm. And what, what, what I notice more and more on social media, and look, I'm not on social media. I, I don't do Facebook. I don't do any of that. I don't do Instagram. I'm on Twitter because I like it because, because I can curate my audience, but what I've noticed on these platforms, people tend to align themselves with other people that think like they do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like this herd mob mentality. Yeah. And that's, you know, I was reading some psychology book because I pay a lot of attention to human psychology. I think sometimes we forget that markets are humans trading with other markets. So I find the behavioral side very fascinating, but this person was saying, when we seek out those that confirm our viewpoints or that think like us, it's really a sick way of worshiping ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it made sense to me. Mm -hmm. I can tell you what a professional investor would do. If I have a viewpoint, if I think, if I'm pounding the table and saying, I think Visa stock is going to go to the moon, instead of finding other Visa stock bulls, other people that think Visa is going to the moon, I'm going to try to find out smarter people than, than me that think the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trying to poke holes in your own theories. So I think we, you know, without ranting, which I already rant, I think we would all do better by challenging our preconceived biases, seeking out other opinions that challenge our viewpoints to become more balanced and accepting of others. And the thing about social media now is that it's all curated based on what you're clicking on. You know, the ads that you receive are pointed towards things that you have clicked on or viewed in the past. You know, the algorithms are very filtered down to what you want to see. And that's on purpose because it keeps you engaged. It keeps you on these sites longer. So it, it becomes difficult to actually seek out other viewpoints. You have to be very intentional about going out and doing that. Yeah. And, and bringing this back to a person that's retired, I think yeah. a lot of people focus on the numbers and how much income am I going to have? How much expenses? What's my travel budget? Those are all very important things. What's often overlooked or not even thought about is how your daily habits are going to change. What is mm -hmm. your lifestyle going to look like? What is the Monday morning, the first day that you're retired, going to look like? And I'm not saying you have to have all the answers in the first week or the first month or the first year, but people don't often think about how they're going to fill their time. And I think that's very important, mm -hmm. especially in the digital age when we have a cell phone glued to our hip and we're always connected. 
like there's so many unhealthy pitfalls that someone could fall into. No one, so I, I always think about my own behaviors and then I ask myself, what are things I'll never say in 10 years, okay? So, mm -hmm. so when I play my life forward, what are some of the things that I, I will not say or, or would never say in 10 years? I, I'm not gonna be saying, I wish I would have had grinded more on my cell phone. You know, I wish I would have ignored my kids more and, and watched Netflix. I, I wish I would have watched Fox News or CNN more. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have argued with my aunts and uncles on Facebook more. Like, I'm, I, I'm never going to say that crap. So, so why am I doing this day in and day out? And yeah. by the way, I'm not doing any of that stuff. Just an example. <laughs> no, that's a good way. I mean, we always talk about inverting the problem to help find the solution. And I think that's a really good way to go about it. So what experiences have you had with clients or prospective clients where you have seen this playing out in the real world? I'm not going to get into specifics, but I can tell you, I, I gravitated towards the tweet that you mentioned in the open, because in general, I talk to a lot of potential clients, talk to a lot of clients. I, I run the investment platform at Pure. I'm talking about the economy and markets almost every single day. Mm -hmm. In general, people, older retirees, are doom scrolling. They're pessimistic. They think the world is going to end. They think things are going to get much worse. And look, I'm all about understanding every angle of this. And I think the behavioral side, sentiment, all of that is important. But it also can be emotional. And again, our, our personal experiences shape the way that we view the world. Mm -hmm. Contrary to what some people think, I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not thinking the markets are going to go up every single year. My job is to provide a sense of rationality, of reality to people, lean on empirical evidence, lean on, lean into our investment process. And I've said this time and again, but history is not riddled with people that think the world's going to end in investment success. So it's, it's easy to wrap up the pessimism with your investment identity. And I think that's where people can go off the rails and start to market time. And all of these behavioral issues, all the pessimism that result in action are really designed to avoid losses, to avoid market losses. That's where all these behavioral issues stem from. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, hey, look, negative outcomes are part of investing. If you're invested in capital markets, you can't get this without getting this sometimes. Right. I'm not saying that it equals 100% equities, but be honest about your capacity to take risk. It shouldn't ebb and flow with the market. So a lot of investors think that when the stuff hits the fan, now's the time to change and retool the portfolio. That's completely false. That's reactionary. That's emotional. Good investing starts today. Good investing starts with you being candid and honest about your capacity to take risk. And if I was to sum up the market the last 150 years, most of the time it goes up, sometimes it goes down. Sometimes stuff can get weird, okay? So just accept that. It's part of the game. Sounds simple, but it's not easy. So for someone who's maybe listening and says, I don't think that that's me, that doesn't resonate with me, for that person who doesn't really recognize that in themselves right now, what do you think they could do or think about to discover if that is them? Being a good investor takes a high level of self-awareness and you need to ask some tough questions. And I would start with looking at the last 10 years, let's say, and identifying your behavior when the stuff has hit the fan. So think, you know, the financial crisis of 2008, 2009, the COVID sell-off of 2020, 
the carnage of 2022. Look at your behavior. Look at your decisions. Look at your emotional state if you made a rational decision. Also, ask those close to you. Get feedback from those close to you because sometimes we have behaviors that we don't even know we have, but it's mm. obvious to other people. So solicit feedback from others. And I've said this time and again, and this might not directly answer your question, but good investing in the digital age requires an information filter. You mm -hmm. cannot listen to everybody. You cannot listen to everything. You cannot only listen to things that confirm your viewpoint. You need balance. You need a filter. You need to be intentional. Because I can tell you with the cell phone, with social media, with your friends, with your social circle, whatever, the news, it's coming at you from all angles 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to make rational decisions if you cannot separate the signal from the noise. Ooh, that's a good line. Okay, so for the person that then hears that and says, okay, maybe I am a doom scroller, maybe I am listening to the noise, what kind of things should they implement in their daily lives? Like, give me three tips for someone to say, I could do this, this, and this, and that would help me block out the noise and create an information filter. First thing is to recognize the problem, right? A lot of folks are doing a lot of these things that I've explained without even knowing them. Mm -hmm. So understand where you're getting your news from. Understand, like, so like I'm, I'm always very intentional about the sources in which I get my news. There's like a, yeah. maybe six to eight sources in which I lean into. And it's, it's, it's a range of, of bearish stuff, mm -hmm. middling stuff, and then I write, which is therapy for me. But take an inventory of where you're getting your news. That's, that's step one. Step two, put your phone down. Quit watching the news for eight hours a day. Take a walk. Look Go outside. Spouse, look your spouse in the eyes and have a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Leave your phone at home on the weekends. If you go out in a social setting, don't be sitting in a restaurant looking at your phone. Yeah. It's okay to disconnect. You're, 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 you're not going to miss anything. Mm -hmm. And the third thing, seek opinions that are, are radically different, different than, than your own. Mm. challenge your viewpoints with the offsetting counter. I'm not saying you have to agree with it. It's good to stay measured, to understand the other side. Because no, anything that you think about the economy, anything that you think about the market, someone very, very smart thinks the opposite. Understand yeah. their viewpoint. Great tips and tricks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Blind Spots. We hope that you found it informative and helpful to implement in your daily life. So if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us at insight at peerportfolios.com and we will see you in the next one. advisory services offered through Pure Portfolios, a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Nick Shermans and Aaron Varghese work for Pure Portfolios. Any opinions expressed by Nick and Aaron or any podcast guest are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pure Portfolios. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. It should not be construed as legal or tax advice and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified attorney or tax professional. Clients of Pure Portfolios may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. This information is not an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. The information contained may have been compiled from third-party sources and is believed to be reliable.